0: listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear. Jack's has stores up and down the front range. Uh, If you're an outdoor, you know, even if you're not an outdoor enthusiast, check out a Jack's store. You'd be surprised what you'll find in them. Let's go to the phones. Joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Joey Livingston. Good morning, Joey. Good morning. Um, You know, Joey, we have a robust population of bears in Colorado to say the least. And typically, bears and humans can coexist pretty well, both uh, around suburban areas and, and in the high country or in the, in the back country, in the mountains, and wherever bears live. But this time of the year, they get pretty active, and you really have to be cautious, don't you?
1: Um, yes, you do. We've got, it's hard to, hard to put an exact number, but between 17,000 and 20,000 bears in the state and uh, most of the time they avoid people. Um, They're very, um, you know, scared of people in most cases and will avoid them, but um, food sources are always an attractant um, that can draw bears to homes and uh, towards camps and um, along hiking trails and things, so always important to make sure that we're trying to keep food away from bears so they don't associate people with food.
0: Yeah, I think the number one time, now we're going to talk about a couple different things in this segment. One is about if you encounter a bear in the wild, but When bears come into a campsite, when bears come into town, or when bears come by house, usually because they're starting to learn to associate
1: humans with food, isn't it? Yes, it is, and it can also be a seasonal thing. Um, So we do tend to see uh, most of our reports between around June and September or October. Um, that's when the you know, bears are very active. Um, and as we move more into the fall, um, they're going to be trying to put on weight for the winter. And so they'll be eating up to 20,000 calories a day and be very active out there looking for food. So, um, you know, between probably July and September, um, it's uh, that becomes the most important time of year to make sure that we're not providing that food for bears.
0: Now, before we get into some of the most common things that attract them, one of the things, this year we had a lot of moisture going in. There's a lot of undergrowth, a lot of roots. There should be a reasonable amount of berries. Will that affect yeah. it, or is it does that go too quickly?
1: Yeah, natural forage can have a, a huge impact on bear um, activity um, in urban areas and bear reports that we receive. And so it has uh, been a pretty... I would say good year um, as far as natural forage goes um, with all the moisture that we've had. So lots of uh, um, scrub oak, lots of uh, berries um, out there for the bears. But this can also, you know, it depends on location as well. Um, Colorado can be vastly different in different parts of the state, but I would say for most of the state, um, there's plenty of natural food out there. And so what that means is usually if there's plenty of natural food out there, the bears don't have to, um, come looking, uh, in cities or trash as much. Now some bears will still do that. Um, it can be a learned behavior that they learned from their mother the previous year. And so some bears will still you know rely on on trash um, because that's what they were taught to eat Uh, but for the most part most bears um, don't do that and are going to be out looking for food but always still important to make sure that we're um, not providing food for bears
0: now i know we've covered this a number of times and i also know there's a whole bunch of information on parks and wildlife's website but go through some of the common food sources for people so they know
1: what might attract bears Yeah, trash is the number one attractant um, that that brings bears towards towards humans. Um, So things that you throw out in your trash, um, you know, chicken bones, food scraps... Anything that's got a high fat content um, can be a huge attractant for bears. They're looking for the most calories um, as easy as they can get it. And so um, also things that are near your home like birdseed. Birdseed is a very high-calorie food source for bears. And so when they'll learn to associate and just – By sight, see a bird feeder and know that that could potentially be a high-calorie food reward once they've gotten that once. Um, Other things that people don't always think about um, would be like your barbecue grill outside. There's like a grease trap on there um, that catches any um, residual fats. Um, from cooking hamburgers and such, and so those grease traps can be a very big attractive for bears um, once they learn to associate them um, with with that fat, and they can smell that stuff from very far away as well.
0: And and even if you leave stuff,
1: even like a candy bar or a chapstick in a car, they can smell that, isn't that right? They can. We've had some bears um, get into vehicles this year, happens almost every year, but we had um, A pretty cool video of one of our officers getting a a bear out of a truck. Um, And, yes, any um, food that's left in there can be an attractant. Um, Even an old fast food bag that might have some French fries in there, um, they can smell that. And even some other, um, like, deodorants or perfumes that have kind of an outdoorsy, you know, maybe foodsy sweet smell um, can also attract bears as well. So what should I do if I, if
0: a bear comes near my property, what's the proper
1: procedure? Yeah. So we want to, we recommend trying to haze the bears. Uh, we, we want you to do this safely. Um, but we want those bears to be scared of people. Um, we don't want them to think that, you know, we're not a threat to them. And so if you do see a bear, you know, say you're inside your home and you see one outside the home, um, try to maybe open a window and make some noise, clap your hands. Um, Yell at the bear, try to make it feel uncomfortable. And if it uh, just won't leave, um, but it's still pretty far away, you know, from inside your door, um, you know, try to grab something that you can throw towards the bear that can usually reinforce um, that you might be a threat. But always make sure to do this safely. We don't want you running towards a bear or approaching a bear. And so say you're outside and a bear um, comes up towards you, um, you want to make sure that you stand up tall. Um, You don't want to be crouched down or sitting down. Um, So stand up tall, make yourself look big. If you have a coat or a jacket, spread that jacket out to make yourself look bigger. And uh, don't approach the bear, but you can uh, back away slowly. You also don't want to turn and run. Um, That can just make you seem like you're less of a threat. But if you uh, just stand tall, make yourself look big, make some noise and back away slowly. And I
0: think the last thing I want to mention before we run out of time is that even if you think it's kind of neat to watch these bears, attracting these bears in or letting them associate humans with food, whether you're in the backcountry or in, uh, in your yard, um, there's a two-strike policy. If these bears become habitual, you're going to be the detriment to that bear.
1: Yes, that's correct. So, um, you know, most of the time uh, we will leave, the, leave bears alone. Um, we don't intervene but um, occasionally if we do have to intervene and trap and relocate bears if they're becoming a nuisance so um, we do have a two-strike policy for those nuisance bears Um, so first incident we would um, trap them put an ear tag on them and take them a hundred or so miles away um, out into the forest somewhere with the hope that they will stay out in the forest and not come back into urban areas and become a nuisance again. Now, if that bear um, does come back and uh, continues to be a nuisance um, at that point, um, it could get a second strike. And unfortunately, at that point, we would have to euthanize. Um, It just becomes too big of a threat um, to human health and safety. I mean, these are large animals that are several hundred pounds, um, very big claws. And, you know, they will avoid people in most cases, but um, the more they... Um, are around people the more they think people are not a threat or associate people with food they will get defensive over food sources in, co- in some cases um, once they become too big of a threat CPW does step in and euthanize them. And I think the biggest thing is be aware there's uh,
0: information on Colorado Parks and Wildlife website and how to interact with all wildlife both in your home area and on the trails and if a bear continues to come
1: around the best thing is call Parks and Wildlife right? exactly right um and i would recommend you know it maybe just seeing a bear if you're in a bear you know area where a lot of bears are if it's just moving through the area it might not warrant a call, um, but if you see it getting into trash in the neighborhood, if you see it just hanging around in a tree near a home, um, just give CPW a call. We've got a thorough tracking and reporting system for bears, and we get thousands of bear calls every year. Um, very rarely do we actually go out and, and make contact with the bear. Most of the time, um, our goal is to work with um, uh, residents, homeowners, uh, to make sure that they are, you know, have all these this bearware knowledge. And when you call your local office, they'll also know about bear activity in your local area and can give you some tips and pointers on um, trying to keep those bears from coming back.
0: Joey, we are out of time, but thank you so much. Again, people go to Colorado Parks and Wildlife. We want you to get out, enjoy wildlife, even watching it, just do it safely from a distance and understand wildlife behavior. Thank you, Joey. Yep, thank you very much. You bet. Joy Livingston. We're gonna take a timeout and we come back, Austin Parr is gonna join us. We'll get a fishing update on Terry Wicksham Outdoors on presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on one oh four three The Fan.